The secret ingredient? Darling, it's me. My lashes may be fake, but I definitely keep it real. I'm a true New Yorker. The only bull I'll take is by the horns. I always bring the flavor. It's not my fault you don't have any taste. In New York, there's a lot of bad apples, but I'm the baddest of the bunch. I love to laugh, but make me mad, and I'll date your dad. Hello and welcome to the Pop Icon Podcast here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you are listening to this app. My name is David. I'm your host here on Pop Icon. We are talking pop culture, talking a little bit of pop music, maybe some popular people. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, welcome to the show this week. It is episode five of Pop Icon Recaps, where we are recapping season 14 of The Real Housewives of New York City. Um, if you guys already haven't, be sure to check out prior episodes leading up to this. Uh, we're going to be covering episodes 9 and 10 today of The Real Housewives of New York City, season 14. So I'm excited. Um, I guess we can talk about a little bit of like Bravo news going on right now, I guess before we like start off the podcast. So first things first, they just released the Real Housewives of Orange County trailer and it was only 45 seconds. Um, I don't know what that means. Why was it only 45 seconds? They're usually like two to three minutes. They build suspense. They're like dramatic. Like there's, there's just like, there wasn't anything there. So I'm really curious to see how that's going to end up. This season was like a little bit of a lackluster season. It, should I say that? Was it a lackluster season? It wasn't as highly dramatic as I would have hoped maybe. And maybe some of the cast members are my favorite, but I feel like it was like kind of a good season. Um, I love the newbie Jennifer that uh, she was kind of fun. Heather Dubrow having to fight all the girls like she can handle every single one of them. I'm just curious if she's going to be moving to Beverly Hills or not. Um, so, yeah, we've got that going on. We've also got a lawsuit between Katy Perry and Cameron Westcott from Real Housewives of Dallas. I didn't even know this was going on. Like I had heard that Katy Perry was in a lawsuit with like this really old man who like started like 1-800-Flowers or something like that. And come to find out, he's Cameron Westcott's father-in-law, Court Westcott's, like, dad, I guess. Um, so, they're fighting her in court right now for, like, this, like, property, I think, like, a $15 million property. Um, Cameron was, like, the worst on her show, but I, like, kind of liked her sometimes because she was really funny. Um, she was, like, six foot tall, blonde, gorgeous. Uh, she spoke in a really like affected voice, but I liked it. I don't care. People like hated on it, but she was just like kind of, she was just there to provide entertainment. And I think that she did a great job. Um, in this lawsuit with her and Katy Perry, I don't know whose side I'm on. Um, maybe hers, maybe Katy Perry's. I don't know. Cameron, Cameron is like very like questionable sometimes. So like, I, I'm very scared to say that like I'm on her side for this. But also, Katy Perry is also questionable sometimes. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of Real Housewives news, I guess, to talk about before the show starts. Uh, who would have thought Cameron Westcott versus Katy Perry in the court of law? Yeah, I guess we can just jump right into episode 9 of The Real Housewives of New York City then. So 8 
with all the ladies kind of being like irritated with Jenna. Um, and the trend is going to continue, I think, with this episode. Um, so episode nine begins as the ladies go for dinner on the beach. Um, it's a nice scene, of course. All of their dinners always are. Jenna, like, gives me Carol Radswell sometimes. I don't know. Like, whenever you think of, like, prior castmates, like, she's who I think of, like, whenever I think of, whenever I think of Jenna. So, Jessel compliments Jenna's dress, um, and she suggests a dress swap, um, and then makes a joke to Bryn and goes, not a wife swap, a dress swap. And, like, it was kind of funny. Everybody laughs at it. Uh, and Uba actually asks, she's like, would the girls be mad if Brynn went up to their husbands and said what she said to Aaron's husband? Because um, if we don't remember back in, I think, episode five or episode six, we had Aaron's engagement party and Brynn went there and she was basically talking about him getting a divorce from Aaron, marrying her, possibly saying her name at the altar. Like she said that she was making like a friends, like Ross Rachel joke. I'm like, I don't see it for you, but maybe so. Um, Uba says that she would be mad. I'm like, I, I think that everybody would be mad. And she thinks that the other girls are like, they're capping. They are lying. They're, they are saying that they wouldn't be mad, but they would be mad. Like if Sai's husband was like talking to Bryn about a divorce, Sai would lose her fucking shit. So I don't even want to hear from her. Aaron um, appreciates Uba, knowing that she always has her back. Um, oh gosh, that's going to come back and bite her, I think. Uh, Bryn apologizes for saying that the party was like lame. She doesn't apologize for what happened with Aaron's like husband. Um, and Aaron is confused why she's not apologizing for like the comments that she was making, but rather about what she said about the party. Cause I'm like, who cares if you think my fucking party is boring? Don't talk to my partner about like doing a wife swap. That's weird. Um, and now Bryn wants an apology and Aaron isn't into it. And neither am I. I'm like, why the, she doesn't owe you a fucking apology for you going to her husband and like acting like skanky. I don't know. It was like weird. Um, Sai, while all this going is going on, she decides to pull over the waiter and begin to order in the middle of the argument, which annoys Aaron. It kind of annoyed me too. I'm like, girl, give it five seconds. There is conflict going on at the table. We need to resolve this. We need to talk about it. We need to have more of it going on. You couldn't you like putting the kibosh on it? I've noticed that she keeps doing that. I'm like, I don't like that. Um, I also just don't like Sai. I think I've told you that. <laughs> um so yeah the girls decide they are just going to go in on jenna again and because it's just like what they do is they just go around the table and go after one another like it's really crazy they just sit there and are awful to one another on like a vacation i'm like if you bitches were fucking yelling at me while we're sitting at a table uh, while i'm on vacation away from my job like give me a break i'm getting up from that table and i'm walking away um so Bryn Bing brings up like the whole Thanksgiving party about how she like told everybody her story and how Jenna should have like mentioned maybe the fact that her name was like Judith. And I'm like, there was no time for her to like to get in there. They do this like alt this like funny like alternate universe where like it puts like a clip of Jenna saying that my name is Judith in the middle of that scene and all the girls like attacking her for it. It was that was i cracked up at that that was one of the funniest scenes that they've had on the show so far um but it was an editing trick so i don't know like how i feel about that um so jenna breaks down and aaron confront like she 
comforts her. Jenna reveals more of her story. Just she's always been kind of like the ugly duckling and being around these ladies like kind of brings her insecurities out. And then also like she's she wasn't raised the same as them. Like her mother had Asperger's and she lived in a very like controlled household, like with like no noises, things like that. So she's just different, I guess. And she's just one of the other ladies to uh, appreciate her and like respect her. And I don't think that that's too much to ask for. Um, and then under this guise, they begin to ask for Jessel's story and then they immediately judge her for it when she like begins to explain it. Jessel explains that basically like she came over to the States. She lived in Britain she came over to the States and lived with, like, her uncle while she was interning before she, like, started, like, her career in fashion, like, fashion, like, PR. And the ladies, like, don't get it. They're like, wait, why are you talking about your uncle? It's, like, it's very easy to understand. She moved over here, stayed with her uncle. Like, what's the problem with that? And they, like, they keep on going off on her about, like, trying to make her story, like, I guess, like, more traumatic than it actually is. I'm like, I don't feel like she's making that traumatic. She's just saying, like, what happened? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, so I'm like, please leave her alone on that. Uh, the ladies leave. Uba is in, they're all in like the Uber. They're in the Uber. Uba is in like this like production van and she brings up like WAP. Uh, Jenna knows the meaning of it. Aaron does it. I'm like, Aaron is supposedly the youngest in this group. Aaron's 35. I'm like, oh, hold on. Aaron's my age. Why does she read as 15 years older than me? And then I thought about it. I think back to her quote from the first episode where, like, she's like, New Yorkers, they, they're just like, when you're 25, you're 35. And I'm like, oh, my God, maybe that is so true of her. Um, and maybe I'm happy to be, like, 35, feeling 35 right now. Do I even feel 35? I feel like 25. I don't even know. Um, so, yeah, she's the youngest in the group. That, like, threw me off. I'm like, where does – that doesn't make sense to me. How is she the youngest in the group? That's crazy. Um, so the next morning, the girls get up. Sai does her pictures. And I'm like, girl, you don't even know some angles. Like, you're supposed to be a content creator. Why is your fucking camera so low? Um, Jessel and Uba talk. They are calling the girls out right. And I'm appreciating it. And they talk about how Bryn spirals. And she always does. Like, once you give her, like, a little, like an inch, she will go all the way down. And you're like, wait, what are you talking about, girl? Like, this is not, like, the conversation here. Um, so they all go and grab breakfast. Jenna is sad about her breakup. Um, Uba sees hair in the food and, like, freaks out. She kind of, like, grosses me out, like, the way that she, like, over-freaks out. Um, it goes into the girls all, like, eventually all meet up. Sai comes out. Bring comes out. And they get into Sai's backstory, and she's got, like, an alcoholic mother. Um, and I found it really weird. I like she the way she framed it, like, is that her mother's alive, but like I knew that she was like dead. Cause like I had read that in like the introductions, like on the first episode. And uh, so I was like, what are they talking about? And then like she drops a bomb, like, my mom died. I was like, and all the girls cry. I was like, damn, that like sucks. That's so I had like a pretty rough upbringing, um, especially. And then she talks about like she talks about her goodbye with her mother and it like made me emotional kind of because like I don't know like I feel like the way that she went about it is like how my mom would go about it so I don't know like I just I had a little bit more compassion for Sai after watching that um but yeah her mom died of a heart attack in Central Park by herself she like had a heart attack went to the hospital and like in the hospital she was like on all these like tubes and stuff and Sai was the only one in New York and like she's just like she played, played, like, salsa music, and she just made, like, the environment, like, happy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that – she she did what 
she could with what she had and I, I i felt really sad about that they talk about like her mother's ashes too and jessel's talking about like the bag that it's in she's like i hope it's not a walmart bag or like a target bag i'm like shut up it's obviously like a backpack or something like that or like a box um the ladies do go down to the beach um and so, like, the ladies talk about Sai and how she's, like, a great mom, and they bring up the fact that, like, sometimes we are something we didn't have. And so, it's, like, maybe, like, she was, like, the great mom that she is because, like, she didn't have that. And so, I felt like that was, like, it definitely softened her a little bit. Um, so, the ladies go to the beach. They do a photo shoot there. Um, and Brittany and Aaron are talking about getting Jessel Naked Wasted. And I didn't like that because we all know Naked Wasted is season four of Real Housewives of Orange County, Vicky and Tamara. Got one of the new girls, Gretchen, like, obscenely drunk and then tried to get, like, Tamara's son to, like, make out with her while she was, like, in a relationship with this, like, older man. It was really messy. Tamara might have, should have been fired for that, but it definitely adds to the lore of Real Housewives. Um, they hang out on the beach, have their fun. They go up to grab some lunch. Bryn brings up that she's getting eggs taken and they ask who will fertilize the eggs. And because it was us asking her like questions about it. And Aaron's like, I don't believe you. Um, which causes like Bryn to like cry. And I'm like, I'm like, did they, did that happen? Like, because I feel like her reaction made it seem like maybe she got caught in something. I don't know. Um, Aaron and Jenna think that Bryn embellishes. Uh, and so do I. Uh, back at the house, Bryn comes in and tells Sai. Uh, and Aaron that she is not going to dinner and it got like really emotional and I'm like what is going on here I feel like there's like a little bit of like backstory that we're not hearing here I don't know what it was um maybe we'll hear about it later on in the reunion or something but yeah I don't know so that was weird that's how the episode ends too um they don't even go to dinner they just like are on their way to dinner so that is episode nine of real housewives of new york city um i like the episode it's fun it's always fun to get on a trip with these ladies um and you know opinions are changing a little bit maybe the people i loved at the beginning like Bryn, like they are not as fun anymore maybe people like sigh are starting to show different characters like different uh parts of themselves that are likable so we'll see if that continues in this next episode um but yeah i guess after this we can do episode 10 of real housewives of new york city episode 10 with the next morning um i guess dinner was boring they didn't show the dinner that they were getting ready for like the night prior so there was like a little bit of lapse in time there um so all the ladies get up Bryn brings a celery juice for aaron um because we remember aaron from the first episode had like a story about like giving her son celery juice to bring to school or something he, like shit his pants or something like that um so that was kind of funny they sit down talk they think that jessel wants to have a sob story and i'm like why are they just like randomly attacking her for no reason um brain of all people too because she always pretends like she's like cool with jessel so i'm curious to see where their relationship plays out and they were actually on watch what happens live together the other night so maybe they're still friendly who knows um so 
So all the ladies go down for breakfast. Jenna walks down in her robe and like the wind causes her robe to like fly open. She flashes the girls. Um, Uba plays a video of Jessel from the night prior, like snoring in her sleep. So it's fun. It's like very like lighthearted at the start of the episode. So I'm like, oh God, this is going to be really dark by the end, I'm sure. Um, they have a boat day courtesy of Sai and come to find out the night before Uba pushed Aaron in the pool. Um, and so Aaron is planning on getting payback at some point. Uh, so Bryn is on the boat. They're all together having a great time. Bryn flirts with Jenna. Um, it's just like a good day. All the girls are having fun. Uh, Jessel complains to Bryn about Aaron and Cy and about how she feels like they're always like attacking her. And I'm like, girl, just get ready for it. Uh, Uba makes some sense here that it's not a competition between everybody about who has like the worst story. They all, they've all got their own stories that they've all walked into the group with. And let's like, stop, please. The only one who doesn't really have a story is like Aaron. I feel like she's just like a rich little bitch. Um, so they want to hear Jessel makes, this is my favorite thing that Jessel says. Jessel's like, they want to hear that she's an Indian princess with an elephant and, like, an inheritance. And I'm like, I feel like that is exactly what they want to hear. Like, I don't know. There's just something, something weird about the fact that they, like, believe that she's, like, royalty because she speaks in, like, a British accent. I'm like, she's from Britain. I don't even think she's from, like, India. What are you talking about? Um, so Bryn brings up... Uh, just like the issues that I guess Jessel is having with Sai and Aaron. Um, so now it's Jessel versus Sai, Jessel versus Aaron. They're all going back and forth. Um, Uba has Jessel's back, which I can appreciate. Um, and she brings up a good point. Like, these ladies are questioning everything that Je- Jessel does. Like, if she brings her mom, they're like, are you sure that's your mom? But, like, Jenna can just say something. They're like, yeah, 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 sure. Uh-huh, absolutely. And it's true. Um, Jessel calls Aaron the queen of assumptions. Aaron is projecting her privilege onto Jessel in Jessel's mind. And I'm like, that is actually, that makes perfect sense. Is that in Aaron's mind, she doesn't have, like, a rough story. Like, her, they're kind of, like... They didn't have as rough a story, so they shouldn't be talking about, like, it, like, Sai and, and Bryn's story. Like, how they were, like, traumatic growing up. And I'm like, stop with the trauma, like, Olympics. It's it's annoying. Sai starts screaming at Jessel on the boat. Like, you're confusing. You, nobody makes sense. I'm like, all oh, the goodwill I had with you last episode, like, I just lost it. Because you're like, why are you getting so mad about her her upbringing? Like, how she was, like, raised. She's not saying she had the worst, but, I mean, it happened. Like... Sai's so like, she said that she, she said that it was brutal working what she did. It was brutal working at Sears for $6. I'm like, you're working at Sears? I'm like, there's like sex work. Like, oh, I can't even get into the amount of like people that had it a lot worse than you, Sai, like than working at Sears at that point. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, Jessel calls the boat the not yacht, which made me laugh. I'm like, damn, like just for nothing. Like just in front of Sai's face too. I love that. Um, so the night comes, the Earl, so the ladies go to dinner afterwards. Um, there's an old guy watching Brynn and she like simulates Earl sex. I'm like, girl, take it down a notch. Ladies order. Um, I thought it was funny. They all order like, can I get the fish? Can I get the this? Can I get that? And Brynn's like, can I get the Caesar salad? I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, they all talk embarrassing stories because I think they want to leave a little bit of like the drama from the boat behind. Um, 
and I have to be honest with you, I felt like half of these fucking stories were fake. Um, Jessel's maybe could have, hers was the only one that was like semi-believable, but like size shitting her pants at like the big track meet. I'm like, I don't necessarily believe that. Um, both Uba and Aaron's stories were like, I'm like, stop, I can't. Um, so ladies leave, they go back to the house. Uba leaves her phone in the car. Um, which Aaron runs back and grabs. Uh, they go back outside the pool, hang out. Sai actually pushes Uba in the pool because they were like kind of like doing that back and forth with Aaron and Uba. Like, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? Like, going to push her in the pool or not? And Sai's the one who ends up pushing Uba in the pool. So, yeah, we get to the next morning. It's the last day of the trip. And we go into what happened the night before after the cameras like kind of like shut down. Um, Uba realizes that Aaron took her phone because they played like a little cat and mouse game. Like Aaron kept on sending emoji. Like they asked Aaron basically on the text at her, like, "Hey, do you know where Uba's phone is?" And she kept on sending like weird emojis back to them. Um, so they eventually get it back. Uh, Uba is livid. And if I'm gonna be honest with you, I do not blame her. Why would you take something that she owns? That is strange, and I'd be losing my shit too. Um, so basically, Uba is livid at Sai and Aaron because Sai also, I guess, knew about it and didn't tell her about it. Um, Sai and Aaron are eating avocados together. Um, Uba comes in, ignores both of them, kisses. Uh, bring good morning and the guy who's like working there like does this like aggressively like check out of uba and i'm like stop it please um bryn brings jenna like this weird ass breakfast um it's all like sexual i don't know i didn't love it um so aaron and bryn talk after that then uba and jessel talk uh and last but not least the ladies are finally getting ready for their last event of the day uba is ignoring aaron um and Aaron is, I don't know, like, how to even say it. Aaron is, like, being, like, really, like, she's using weird words saying that she's intimidated by Uba, that she's singled out, that she's scared, that Uba's aggressive. And I'm like, mm, bitch, I don't like these words coming into your mouth right now. Um, and the two of them actually end up getting into it because Aaron walks away and, like, the cab driver's, like, asking for everybody, like, is everybody there? And she's like, we're just waiting on Aaron. Aaron was just here. And Aaron comes around the corner, like, don't say my name. Don't, don't talk about me. She didn't, it was like, I wasn't talking about you. I was saying that you were just here, but like, not a bit, calm down. And Aaron's like, don't talk about me. Don't say my name. And Uba, Uba's pissed. And she's rightfully so pissed. She gets in her face and she's all like, you better fucking take it down when you're talking to me. Um, she pulls Aaron's glasses off of her face. She's like, take these fucking glasses off, bitch. And I'm like, oh, what's going on there? And the episode ends with that. The girls are fighting and we will see, I guess, what episode 11 brings us. Um... But thank you guys so much for tuning in to Pop Icon Recaps here on, like I said, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you guys are listening to it. I appreciate you so much. If you guys already don't, be sure to pop in and check out Pop Icon Radio on Instagram at Pop Icon Radio. Um, and also check me out on there at Scott Summers. Uh, but until next time, I'm David, and we'll see you next week.